0: You know, the older I get, the less I like summer. And then I look back at my childhood and realize that back then I mostly just liked it because I was out of school, got to go to the beach, and had a pool I could swim in. Now I'm older, not in school, have a job that expects me to be there all year round, and haven't been to the beach in... holy cow, six years. Jeez. Not to mention that my job requires me to actually go outside and walk around and stuff in the heat of the day on asphalt with no shade, while wearing two layers of shirts, long pants, and boots. So, uh, maybe it shouldn't be too surprising that I've grown less fond of summer over the years. However, in researching today's topic, I found myself appreciating that while every summer is fairly miserable, at least I wasn't around and having to suffer through the summer of 1980. Today I'm going back to my roots and talking about the weather, specifically the heat wave of 1980. The heat wave of 1980 was the hottest and driest summer in Little Rock since records began in 1879, and I'm going to talk about how that happened how it impacted the region, how it impacted Arkansas specifically, and what finally ended it. 1980 started out pretty rough in Arkansas. Four of the first six months had below average rainfall, so the state was fairly dry coming into the summer. There are three ingredients needed for high heat. Dry ground, strong high pressure, and abundant sunshine. The first ingredient was already there, and a large-scale pattern would soon give us the others. In June, a strong high-pressure ridge began to build in the central and southern United States. This ridge allowed temperatures to soar to 90 and above almost every day from June through September. It also acted as a cap on the atmosphere, limiting the development of typical summer thunderstorms, which led to the development of an exceptionally severe drought. As tends to be the case for events like heat waves, it impacted a large region of the country that included several states, including not only Arkansas, but also Missouri, Tennessee, and Texas. Memphis and Dallas in particular set several local records during this event. Across the river in Memphis, they recorded a record high temperature of 108 on July 13th, which was part of a 15-day stretch with high temperatures above 100 every day from July 6th through the 20th. Down in Dallas, they recorded 69 days with highs of 100 or higher, including 42 consecutive days from June 23rd through August 3rd. Of those, 28 reached at least 105, and five were 110 or hotter. The city suffered through 29 days of record-tying or record-breaking heat, including breaking the all-time record when temperatures reached 113 For two days in a row on June 26th and 27th. On average, the United States sees between 650 and 1,000 heat-related deaths each year. 1980 saw at least 1,200 deaths directly linked to the heat just during this event, plus as many as 10,000 that may have been indirectly tied to the heat. Agricultural losses exceeded $60 billion adjusted for inflation. Uh, the poultry industry was especially hard-hit, with millions of birds dying in the extreme heat. Arkansas recorded high temperatures throughout the state, but especially from Little Rock to the northeast. The small community of Beadville near Newport hit 112, and Alicia in Lawrence County raised at one degree, topping out at 113. Jonesboro hit 100 or higher for 23 days in July and August. Paragould hit the Century Mark 28 times, and Corning 33. Pocahontas had temperatures of 100 or greater for 36 days, with temperatures of either 109 or 110 for 5 consecutive days. The lack of rain in the region was also a major problem. During the two months of July and August, Jonesboro only recorded 8 one-hundredths of an inch of rain. In the same time, Paragould received no rain at all. Farmers in northeastern Arkansas who reported average harvests of 25 to 30 bushels of soybeans per acre were we're only managing to cut around 3.5 bushels per acre. Local preachers were leading their congregations in prayer for rain and relief, especially in the small delta towns that were almost entirely populated by people whose livelihoods directly depended on agriculture. Things weren't much different down in the capital city. Little Rock set a record with 15 consecutive days with temperatures of 100 or higher, topping out at 108 on July 13th, 14th, and 16th, over the entire summer, the city hit 142 times, which is recorded as the second most days at 100 or higher, behind the 43 days recorded in 1954. It also placed behind 1954 on the record for hottest summer, with an average of 97.29 degrees in 1980, compared to 97.64 degrees in 1954, which, let's be honest, is really just splitting hairs. Once you get that hot, what's four-tenths of a degree? From June 21st through September 22nd, the average rain accumulation in Little Rock is nine and a half inches, mostly gotten through tropical thunderstorms that bubble up in the afternoon. Without an atmosphere conducive to these storms, in 1980, during that same time, only 1.8 inches of rain fell. In Little Rock, the month of June averages three and a half inches of rain, In June of 1980, roughly half an inch of rain was recorded for the entire month. At this point, it almost certainly felt as though the heat and drought would never end. So what changed? Enter our hero. Well, he killed quite a few people, so maybe he's a bit of an anti-hero. certainly didn't kill 10,000 people. Anyway. Halfway across the world, on July 30th, a tropical wave moved off the coast of northwest Africa. The wave gained strength and organization over the warm equatorial waters and soon became a tropical depression. Early in the morning of August 1st, Tropical Storm Allen was named. By that evening, he had already strengthened to a Category 1 hurricane and was forecast to continue strengthening. Allen would do just that eventually reaching Category 5 with winds of 190 miles per hour. He remains the strongest Atlantic hurricane by wind speed on record and until Hurricane Patricia in 2015 held the record for highest sustained winds recorded in the Western Hemisphere. Talk about your unlikely heroes. Hurricane Allen churned through the Caribbean, striking Barbados, St. Lucia, Guadeloupe, Martinique, Cayman-Brock, Jamaica, Cuba, the Dominican Republic, Haiti, and the Yucatan Peninsula of Mexico before it eventually entered the Gulf of Mexico. Conflict with the dry air in the western Gulf caused Allen to weaken before striking the mainland US, making landfall around midday on August 10th on South Padre Island, Texas as a category 3 with winds of 115 miles per hour. He caused 7 deaths in Texas, 17 in Louisiana, and 269 total throughout his entire life, plus $8.4 billion in damage, again, adjusted for inflation. Allen also spawned several tornadoes, including one that hit Austin, Texas. However, more relevant to today's story, Allen dropped between 10 and 20 inches of rain across South Texas and served to mix up the atmosphere enough that the conditions that had created the deadly heat wave of 1980 ended And the weather pattern returned to something more normal for that time of year. Thus ended the terrible heat wave of 1980. While this was not the event that recorded the highest temperature in Arkansas history, folks across the state probably would have preferred one day of 120 degree heat rather than the three months they suffered through instead. Well, I don't know about you, but I'll take 95 any day compared to those temperatures in the heat wave. Though, at least it was a dry heat, huh? Eh. Anyway, stay cool, stay hydrated, know your limits, water is your friend, and thank you for listening once again. This has been Mapstronaut Bonus.